It's the TV Talk Machine Podcast. I'm Jason Snell, and as usual, again, uh, across the internet from me, it's your host. He what's he, what's he do now? He's uh he's writing stuff at the Bastard Machine on Substack and writing TV shows and chief correspondent of the TV Talk Machine. <laughs> it's Tim Goodman. Hi, Tim. Wow, I, my I, titles are just expanding. I almost, I, I I literally almost said chief TV critic at the Hollywood Reporter, and I realized, oh no, that's the old times. It is uh it is hard to um uh, not say that. Mm. We've said it hundreds of times. Mm-hmm. Literally, literally hundreds yeah. of times. And yet we're in a new era. Tim Goodman substack.com, the... people. Come on. <laughs> That's what era it is. You know, we just modernized. I just modernized mm-hmm. with the independent platform times, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're yeah. you just took your uh, show uh on the road, I guess, uh, yes. using the internet. Yes. Like I took my, like I took my talents to another venue. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. Where it's a, <laughs> still, in, still in Oakland. <laughs> yeah, but it's better appreciated at this venue. How about that? It is definitely, or as you would say, you did something I did many years ago. So, yeah, yeah, that's right. It's mm-hmm. you, you gotta. Everybody comes to that moment. Well, you went out on your own in a different way, right? With your development deal. So this did, is just yeah. the the kind of a, an echo of that, a continuation of that move that you made. Um, we talk about TV on this podcast, and you you are writing about it on your blog, which is uh, which is also a newsletter, which is a Substack, and all of those things. I wanted to talk to it's you about the mm-hmm. best depiction of marriage on TV because you did a <laughs> Valentine's Day theme post. You didn't uh, see that one coming, did you? <laughs> there it is. <laughs> You know, I try to stay away from those, yeah. but look, I did, and it was uh, it was popular. It was fun to do. Uh, yeah, it was good. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Uh, and actually, it's fun because I'm this just the whole thing, the whole subsect is working out great. Uh, it's a it's a it's a great diversion, and it's kind of a you know those two years of uh, 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 the development deal were were also great. But I was a little bit walking in the forest, and yes. if I would have fallen over. No one would have noticed, as they didn't for <laughs> yeah. t- for two years. It was always like, "Where were you?" That's a long story. Don't mm-hmm. worry about it. But I'm back, so yeah, it's fun to um, it's fun to have this. Uh, it's fun to write stuff like that. Uh, you know, maybe the old Tim wouldn't have done that. I was like, you know what? This is kind of a uh, I kind of like this. It'll be fun, and 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 oh, it was very popular. So that was good. Um, so I liked. It. I'm not a big uh, Valentine's Day. Neither am I. But um, seeing this, I immediately thought, well, I know what Tim's going to have on their list because he's going to (laughs) have Philip and Elizabeth from the Americans, one of your all time favorite shows. And indeed, you do. Absolutely. You say it's at number five on your greatest TV dramas ever. Sometimes I wonder if that's too low (laughs) for you. Um, You got you got Tony and Carmela from The Sopranos, right? Like, Mm -hmm. yes, classic. But here's the one that I I hadn't thought of it and then the moment I read it, I thought, yes, that's it exactly. And it's the Taylors. It's Coach and Mrs. Coach from Friday Night Lights, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is, I I think, one of the best depictions of, of, of a marriage, of a, like a real marriage that I have ever seen on TV, for sure. Totally agree. And they... Uh... And they and they're different from the other two. I mean, there's so much, so much nuance in the Americans and how that's depicted and how it was forced 
and how they came together and how there was some actual right. love and there's some distance yeah. and there's difference in priorities, not which your, is not your typical so marriage when you're kind of no. paired together by the KGB and <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> children it's, it's non, yeah, teenagers. it's atypical. And you know, what's interesting in that, uh, it, it's just, that's why it was so good that they could make you feel all of these things, but on the different, and then of course, Carmela and, and Tony is a, is is not a good marriage no. and it's a marriage of convenience and one that falls apart and there's cheating and there's yelling and there's just, just hatred and but there's some love in there so it's also nuanced but it's not a good marriage whereas the taylors it, you know it was good to actually put a positive one of three in there yes so well I, I appreciate you doing that the i i was extolling the virtues of friday night lights to somebody the other month and i i realized suddenly because i was like this is going to be easy and I got resistance and I thought, what is going on here? And I thought, oh, you think this is a show about football? Football. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> it's not. I mean, there's football in it. And it does. I mean, although even then it's like it's like a sports movie in that way, which is like you, you get the, enough of it for it to matter. But like, boy, it is so much more. I'm not saying it's not about football, but it's like it's. Football is the thing around which life revolves in this Texas town, but that's the point of it is the the life in the Texas town and the coach and Mrs. Coach and the kids. And there's some great performances uh, that you will uh, see if you watch it, um, starting with Kyle Chandler and Cody Britton, right? But there are so many other names you will recognize. Um, uh, Jesse Plemons just got nominated for an Oscar. It's Landry. Wow. That's that's yeah, Landry, Landry mm-hmm. from Friday Night Lights is now an Oscar nominee. Michael B. Jordan is in the last couple of seasons. You know, I I don't know. Yeah. It, and he's, it's, and it's, he's been great too in many different things. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a great show, and that that uh, that marriage at the heart of it. And it's not like it's super sappy. I mean, they have all sorts of issues. She is a a, a school administrator, and he's the coach. So they actually, in some ways, their jobs are kind of together and kind of opposed to one another at times. Um, and just it's, it's, uh, so thank you for writing about it and making me feel sort of a warm inside for, uh, thinking of Friday night lights. Cause I love that show so much. It was such a good show. It was, and it was good to actually get, uh, especially because my rules that I put on there negated a lot of, uh, network stuff because there's so many sappy marriages and there's right. like stuff and, that's and, not real and comedies and stuff. Somebody brought up, catastrophe which you basically yes. in the comments and you i think you basically said i'll allow it because it's basically a dramedy it's not quite a sitcom and and i i'll go along with that because that's a that's a great relationship and a great show yeah that was one where i mean there was a couple where people cited marriages would a bit which like somebody said the a word and i was like oh that's such a good pick because you know it's a show i love and obviously you know, I told people to watch it and then it was only had like four days on Amazon to watch it, which I guess was kind of good. Everybody needs a little swift kick in the butt to get things done. It's not on there anymore, by the way. Spoiler. Right. Um, uh, you can get it on. But, uh, uh, what is it? Hoopla. If you've got a if your local library gives you access to Hoopla, you can you can. Watch yes, it there you can get it on there, which is nice. Uh, but yeah, like Catastrophe. It just warped my brain. It was such a good pick. Yeah. And, you know, I had said no, no comedies. Clearly that stands. Uh, and I said no dramedies because I was like, yeah, you're just kind of getting away. You're throwing a little seriousness in there and you're going to wink, wink your way out of it. And I was like, no, but oh, that's a great pick. That is a great marriage. And and 
yes, they're, that's heavy on its drama. It's very funny, but it's actually a, a dramatic series. Uh, and it was a great pick. So I, I not only allowed it, I said, I, I, my bad on that one. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Friday Night Lights is on Hulu. That's where it is now. Oh, it's no longer on DirecTV or whatever it was on there for a while. It's on Hulu. You can oh, it was on there for a while. Yeah, they the saved it for a little bit. Remember? They did. Yeah. They, they, it mm. was. That's the kind of show that would be would have been saved to streaming, but it was a little too early. But they it did get sort of saved off of uh, NBC. Uh, anyway, check it out. That's my and got Emmys and got Emmys at the end. Yeah, it did. Mm-hmm. It did get Emmys. Um, let's see what else are we talking about? Box set is uh you're you're revving it up you i think you, you decided to pick up the pace a little bit yeah it was you know it was all filling out process and i i uh-huh. told everybody that at the beginning uh that it would be and then it became clear it's like you know i chose collateral that's only four episodes that's pretty easy uh this week uh you know the day we're recording uh it will be the uh the final one the finale and um uh, and it wraps up great and so that's good. But, you know, something like a Station Eleven, which was the more current one, that's 10 episodes. And, and even I, uh, once I did the third, I was like, oh, seven more weeks of this? I don't, that's. Yeah. And, then, you know, people had already seen it and they were coming back because they really, I think part of the success of the Substack is the community uh, that it's that it's building and, and continues to build and will grow. <clears throat> but, the, the, you know, so they want to be a part of it, even though they've seen it. And it made it really hard for people who's, who binged it or who watched it on time and said, yeah, I've seen all 10. But, you know, the rules are I can't talk about it. And so they were kind of hamstrung. Now, when you get two episodes, this is the first week everybody gets two episodes. We did uh, four and five. Then it gives you a little more meat to talk about. Then you can start putting things together. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I just worked out the rules a little bit. I, I kind of like it this way. Yeah, I think it's good. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm a fan of the slow binge, but one episode a week is a real slow binge. So, and it was, yeah, and I had to figure that out. So that was that was good. good. We're all we're all <laughs> yeah. learning here. Um, I've we're enjoyed some progress. People's observations about Station Eleven. I think that's a show that definitely bears, um, you know, and holds up mostly, but but is worth scrutinizing at that level. You know, some shows are probably not necessarily worth that level of analysis, but this is one that definitely is. And there's a lot of interesting, uh, interesting creative decisions, interesting looks, interesting shots, as well as um, interesting narrative choices. I I do find I keep coming back to the whole, is it in the book or not? Not because it matters because the show has to be its own thing, but it is fascinating to see the creative decisions that Emily St. John Mandel made in her novel and the creative decisions that the producers of the show made. And when they diverge, it's fascinating to think of like, why did this divergence happen? Did it Mm -hmm. happen for budget? Did it happen for casting? Did it happen because Emily St. John Mandel talked to the producers and said, Oh, I regret that. Don't do that. Or did the producers (laughs) look at the book and go like, I there's gotta be a better way to do this because there are, there are diversions. And I, I think it's fascinating on that level, not on the, like, how dare they uh, change things for an adaptation? Cause that's a, a, a tired kind of uh, game to play. Every media is books are not movies, right? Are not TV right. shows. And exactly. uh, so you're going to, it's going to be different fundamentally because it's a different medium, but still just as an observer, it is fascinating to think Somebody made a conscious decision to change this from the book, but keep this from the book. And like that, that could be an interesting exercise, I think. 
I, I love looking at it like that because, you know, I'm I'm sort of like uh, blessed that my partner has uh, read it and not and not me, and so she's and she like and and look early on the comments from people were like I like both I like the book and I like how they changed it for this and I and and so for me as a you know trying to be a creative person and watching this thing and with half of a critic's brain and half of a, like TV writer's brain. It's just exactly what you said, Jason, where it's like, interesting. Why did you make that decision there? And so I've been going through that and I would ask, is this in the book? She's like, no. And it's, you know, it's funny because a lot of people point out that the decisions that Patrick Somerville, who did the series and wrote it and created it, has made, uh, many of them have been improvements, a lot of people think, on the on the series. And and that it wouldn't have been able, you know, he's a, he's looking at it from a TV perspective, whereas the novelists just threw everything that they could into a book. I know that's, I have other friends who are novelists who are successfully writing for television and they they talk about it's not even close to the same thing. And the shorthand needed to do a television series, which seems like longhand compared to a movie. Um, it's been fascinating to talk to all those people. But when I watch this, you know, I was like, okay, that does sound like an improvement, but it's funny because we're coming up on episode six, which I believe is my most disliked. It was like, to me, the first pure bad episode of all 10. Uh, there's only one that I don't like, and it is hmm. not in the book. It is a complete divergence from the book. And I just, uh, just the, my writer brain and my critic brain were looking at it and like, I I don't see how this works on either, either end of those. But other than that, it's been, um, it's been a fun series and it's, uh, I feel, I feel, I feel reinvigorated doing uh, doing the Substack and, and tapping into it. It's been fun. Yeah, no, it's good. I like it. I'm looking forward to whatever you uh, do down the road on this series too. It'll be good. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see what else. The, we, you mentioned the A word. We should say you did a last week. You did a review of the A word, and it is on, no longer on Amazon, but but uh, on Hoopla <laughs> uh, and maybe popping up somewhere else and. Uh, this is it's the, on Sundance TV too. The third season is on Sundance. The first two are, to my knowledge, not. I checked like a couple of days ago. So, uh, all right. Well, so you can get one season on on Sundance, and you know, it'll it'll show up somewhere else. But those those two seasons, the first two seasons, are on Hoopla. If you've got uh, check check, because yeah. Hoopla lets you watch movies and TV shows, uh, and it's like a streaming service you get, but it's from your local library. So you may get Beautiful. it. Yeah. So check mm-hmm. it, check it out if you're interested. Just another thing we talked about it when, you know, you were writing about it at the Hollywood Reporter. So people who listen to TV Talk Machine probably have, have heard about it. But um, that's uh, Christopher Eccleston's in that one, right? Is that the one that he's yes. in? Yes. Yeah. He's in A Word. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he's and he's wonderful in that. And it's it's uh it's down in, the, in like in the Lake District or something. And, and my memory yes. of that is the kid with the headphones on walking down the middle of the road out in the middle of the Lake District. Yes, he has he has a little kid with autism. Yeah. It's such a great it's such a great series. Um, it was actually kind of fun to get everybody to say, "Hey, it's leaving soon." I just wrote this big old piece in appreciation, and you know, just when I did, Amazon was like, "Yeah, we don't." For, it's gonna it's gonna be gone in four days so that prompted people to sort of like watch it in a hurry and i'll, I'll have more of those coming it's it's been kind of interesting to sort of like see which direction uh this is going to go while at the same time um continuing to to actually i've been putting more more emphasis on writing a book than than a tv series at this point because i'm just i already did two of those so i'm just right <laughs> i'm just waiting for somebody to to become my agent and sell those mm-hmm. little babies so the uh also shows the i guess the limits of of just watch which is what i've been using is that sometimes 
uh, things move off quickly and just watch takes uh, just watch.com I, I still use it but it's not always right because things are moving around a lot and uh, so you have to sometimes and it's hard to the the things disappear sometimes without much warning sometimes they give you warning other times they just vanish it's no good yeah and i think one of the the good things that i've discovered from this uh doing this is that not only that, there's been great comments but there's been like people who are talking about hoopla people who are talking about there's another streaming service that is i think um free and related to libraries um that was i didn't unbeknownst to me it, and then just like really good um somebody brought up another uh alternative to uh to just watch and and something that they like and so you in these comments and then also talking about you know i talked about uh you know which shows people are watching and I, I, you know i i discovered utopia from that and there's there's a, there's a couple of other ones there was an old youtube tv reject series that you know remember when youtube read whatever what were they called red youtube red or red banner yeah. or something yeah yeah we we're, we're og vets from back in the day when all these people were like i'm going to do a streaming service mm-hmm. and then they're like a year later nah so there was a there was a holdover of a series called Wayne um, that people really loved that I have not yet watched that apparently had one full season on YouTube TV or hmm. whatever it was called before that and now it's uh, uh, now it's on Netflix so that's been fun and so I'm just I'm learning a lot through all this uh, and uh, feedback in this community so it's 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 been and, and I'm like taking notes like what show was that really like all right because that two years is missing and I'm just starting right. to to jump in there and and go. And it was also, I think it was your idea to talk about like what my, one of my last ones, which, uh, which was what I mentioned uh, briefly in one of my posts, which was, uh, it's time to, does anybody want to raise their hand and admit that they subscribed to something and forgot to cancel it? Right. <laughs> it happens. So, it happens. That's, yeah. There's many, many, uh, gyms across America that stay in business because people have forgotten to cancel the gym membership. Yes, but you're you're kind of a master of that though. You you have a spreadsheet for shows. I think you know. I think you actually keep. Maybe I'm giving you too much credit here. I don't know, but you. I thought you kept pretty good track of, you know, which trial periods you were on. Oh no, no, I'm I'm the worst at it. I I I just have signed up for everything. That solved my problem, Tim. I just signed up for everything. Now I have everything. (laughs) And so then when whenever it comes up and it's like, do I have that? The answer is uh, yeah, I do. (laughs) <laughs> well it's, that's awesome it's just i i <laughs> you know, yeah here i was like hey, hey let me tell you how great jason's at this mm-hmm. and you're like mm, no wrong person i just am terrible no i i just have i just sign up for it and then i have it forever love it that's, no, that's too funny yeah <laughs> um olympic check-in i thought i'd do an olympic check check-in how's watching the olympics going for you I do feel like I'm an outlier. I like it's so weird. It's I don't literally know anyone who's watching the Olympics, um, even among friends of mine. Uh, and I'm a little bit out of the loop because I'm in the bubble, but I'm in a bubble basically. I'm not like because I'm not watching like live day of shows. Right. I'm watching just cherry picking the the events that happened two or three or four days ago. A lot of them, and and it's all new to me. So it's, it's like NBC. I I've been praising <laughs> Peacock because I think that the the Peacock stuff is so much better this time than it was for the Summer Olympics last year, and that they mm-hmm. they let you watch what you want when you want to watch it, and you can if it's if it's live, you can go back in time, and all that is good. I have a f- official complaint 
though about the peacock interface now which is okay the peacock interface you can pick a sport but it puts headlines of like highlights right below it so like mm. i want to watch the curling and yeah. i want to watch the curling semifinals and i go to the curling page and you know what the first thing i see is <laughs> i see no a headline <laughs> for the for the results of the curling match i want to watch yes mm-hmm. i thought you i i think that's going to needs to be on peacock's to do list is mm-hmm. a spoiler setting like how major league baseball has a like hide sports scores so you don't see the score before you watch the game i think yes. they need something like that because I just wanted to watch the curling and find out what happens. And to get to the video, you have to go on a page that tells you what happens. Mm-hmm. And and I know it's silly. Like, well, it already happened, dude. You should have been up at 4 a.m. watching it. It's like, well, I wasn't going to do that. It shouldn't matter. Like, I should be able to watch the thing that happened eight hours ago without getting spoiled about the result. And so I think they've still got some work to do there. That that frustrates me. I have to do this thing where you kind of don't watch the screen. You know you're on it, but then you're like putting your yep. hand up and you're like just trying to get yep. down to the thing. And it's just, it's dumb. They need to it's, fix that. I've been that. very familiar. So what are you streaming it through? Are you doing it through, um, you must be doing it through. It's Peacock. Uh, yeah, no, what's your, what's your device? Oh, Apple TV. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. Apple TV. So, but I think the times... Peacock app is like that everywhere, where there's a yeah. you 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 are 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 tapping in, and then what they've got is they've got this tier, and it's like highlights and currently live and watch a recording. But the problem is the highlights have text in it that says or or upcoming is the other thing when you when you're playing in the semifinals, and the first thing yep. at the top is that here's who's <laughs> going to be playing each other in the gold medal match. Well, you gave it away, right? So you need to <laughs> maybe think about saying like highlights of this match and the gold medal match but not who uh yes. because you just gave it all away to people who are maybe going there to watch it that's that's my frustration yeah. i'm pre- pretty sure that it's the same on all platforms but yeah i'm watching it on on apple tv yeah for the most baby part. steps for them but it, it is an improvement but it is there is yeah. spoilerific yeah they got they and and also i i saw the same ad for the batman movie uh like <laughs> 20 times at one point yes because I think they're having some ad server troubles, but um, but in general, I've been happy about it. And I too, I I will tune in to some of the primetime stuff. But what I found is the stuff primetime stuff that I like is the sort of late in the evening primetime because that's when things are actually live. Yes, and the earlier primetime stuff I find like oh I already looked at that because mm-hmm. you know it was on at five a.m. and and so it was archived and I could watch it when I wanted to and so I did and um, but like that's that's fine I think the Olympics is you know I, I I think there's two ways to experience the Olympics you just watch primetime or you uh, completely program your own event and i've enjoyed mostly programming my own event and that's fine like and i i, I dip into prime time and it's like snowboard cross or something like that and it's like great that's fun um and if i get bored with like the 80th person to go down the downhill i go all right uh, let's go watch some curling which is differently boring <laughs> uh, well i've enjoyed yeah i'm enjoying all of that and um you can just you know have a glass of wine and watch some curling and then yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can. You get, you're like you sure yeah, can, like, Tim. I you sure can. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can. Love it. And then there's also, you know, I I think that the the thing that probably needs to be fixed as they go forward is and how how are we watching this. Um, one of them is well, I, I think it's a great idea where you're just saying, 
let's let's get rid of the spoilers. That's that's important. Um, but my question, and you might not know, I mean, you might know the answer to this because I, it's one of those things where I think it's probably readily apparent somewhere. I just didn't look it up. Is how long are they going to leave this up on Peacock? Yeah, I don't know that either. And I'd like to know because the truth is, yeah, there's stuff that I might get to later. Yeah, I, I've been mainlining curling as I've I've implied, and yet there's so much of it that I can't get to it all. And if I knew. Like I wanted to, I wanted to stick around. Like I, I watched almost none of the women's tournament, and I would love to go back and watch, uh, ideally without being spoiled, which I know I'm gonna be. Watch like the semifinals and the gold medal match. That would be a lot of fun. But I'm not gonna get to it for a week or two. And like, yeah, I hope they leave it up. I hope they have like their Olympic Center just sort of stays up for, for months because there's I really hope so too. Hundreds of mm-hmm. hours of programming there. It would be foolish for them to take it down because it just, I'm sure it generates some, some kind of interest. And also if you don't get to, to it, maybe people will expand their, uh, extend their Peacock subscriptions. I did find the same thing. I mean, you've been burning through the, the curling and I've, you know, my favorite winter sport is short track speed skating and, and speed skating in general. So you get in there and you, once I'm through all the, I, I'll watch all the heats and the team qualifying and, you know, you could spend a lot of hours just doing that. And, and, and meanwhile, the rest of the Olympics is, you know, hundreds of events on spread over different days. And if you spend a lot of time just on, you know, speed skating, you're never going to get to it. So <clears throat> I hope that they leave this up because I do like this immersive experience. Yeah. Uh, we should talk about Stephen Colbert. <laughs> yes, we should. And the nice save that you made. Because, well, I mean, you're the one who found it. So so in 2006, you interviewed Stephen Colbert on stage. I think you might have mentioned this even in the last podcast. It was like one of these moments and you wrote a post about it. Like, And it was, he was, uh, well, it was it was just as Colbert Rapport was going to start or uh, he was he got the show after he'd been booked for the interview. But the, the, yeah. then you did the interview, uh, obviously, after it had started. Um, so way back when, in 2006, I remember this. I remember your stories about it. What I had forgotten is that uh, the Chronicle had posted it in some, like, different podcast feed. So when mm-hmm. I went back, nobody nobody tell the Hearst Corporation this. When I went back <laughs> and pulled the entire TV Talk Machine archive off of their servers so that I it would survive the apocalypse— that is inevitable mm-hmm. because they don't care about it and no, they're they going to delete care. it, but no. we care. And I made, I made a feed that you can actually get to um, for all the old episodes of TV talk machine. It's a separate feed. It's got all of the classic classic in quotes. <laughs> uh, the br- Oh, brutal episodes brutal. of the original TV talk machine podcast. Uh, I didn't get your, Colbert interview, which was posted, cut into four parts onto the uh, Chronicle website. And so you wrote about this interview and you posted it with four links. And I was like, oh, why didn't I get those? And I realized, oh, it was in the City Arts and Lectures thing and not in the TV Talk Machine feed, which is what I was trying to pull the files out of. Um, But it turns out it was in four parts. And... um, and if you were outside the U.S., it wouldn't let you download it. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was a struggle. <laughs> yeah. So I I downloaded the links that you made, and I stuck them together. 
Um, and I took out some like background noise that was in them because they were it was like from a PA system. So there's like a, a, a hum and a hiss. I pulled those <laughs> out, saved a new version of it, put it up on my server, put it in the classic TVTM feed, and then you link to it from the, the sub stack in an update. So if people want to listen to that, there are a couple of ways you can do it. You can you can just go to the the Stephen Colbert post in uh, in uh, uh, on timgoodman.substack.com, or you can go to the classic uh, TVTM archive, um, which is uh, if you go to the TVTM's podcast page and click about this show, there's a there's a link there to it. It's feeds.theincomparable.com/slash/tvtmclassic. You basically put that in your in your at podcast player and you can listen to like 180 episodes of nonsense and a Stephen Colbert <laughs> interview. Yeah, that was, uh, it's, it was a great save, uh, to take those four and put them all in one. And it was just, it was funny that it, it was, it was, I don't know. I, it was a moment in time. And I think that there's some value in that because it, you know, you have to like Stephen Colbert to like this. Uh, you have to sort of, be you know like the story that i set up about it Mm -hmm. and then you can press the button and it now it's so much better because instead of four buttons uh and not being able to hear it outside of the u.s which my first commenter was like hey i love this post i'm in spain i can't hear it which is hilarious (laughs) and you fixed it i uh i think that um the the part of your post that made me laugh the most was um where you you recall being like no tell me about your early family life (laughs) Which is, of course, that his dad and two brothers died in a plane crash. Yes, it was just, I was like. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, oh, no. But meanwhile, My in the brain. audience, um, his his wife is saying, well, he never talks about this stuff. You know, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. And, it, and it's funny, if you fast forward, so that was t- 2006. Uh, and I believe it was, I don't know, 2009 something like that. He told Anderson Cooper. Yes. And, and, and then it became a a big sensation and and Anderson Cooper was shocked and kind of broke down. And, and then there were stories written about that. And um, I remember thinking, Oh, I did that three years ago. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But that's, but you know, I I was wondering like, why did that not pop up during my research? Because this is a big one. And my brain was screaming at myself from inside, but I played it cool. I played it off. Well, he, it's, um, He's a fascinating guy, right? He's he is he really is um, uh, legendary as an improv person. That his brain works so fast with improv, so fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so he's he's also I don't know how to put it. He seems like even though he's a very very funny person, he also is serious right like he's serious about his comedy doesn't sound like it makes sense but i think it does like he is he is he he can be silly and he is funny and that is what he does what he does for a living but like it's always considered like i feel like he's just so quick that everything he does is he takes it seriously and he processes it, processes it, and makes these decisions. And I don't know some some funny people. You feel like they're they have no plan and they're just kind of groping for it. And and others, you feel like they're they've got it kind of locked down. And he he's one of those people that seems, um, you know, he he can be taken seriously and also make jokes at the same time. It's a rare skill. He really is a rare talent. He really is. And and if you, and the good thing about an interview like that 
this is really why I posted it was there's just so much that he talks about that is so fascinating about how he, you know, how he went to college, what he was like in high school, how he, you know, how his family shaped his sense of humor, how he evolved and, you know, his takes on religion. It was just really fascinating on a lot of things. So it was, I just thought, you know, this thing is going to die out there somewhere. I got to pull this back out, but then you, act, you actually did the ultra save. So well, now I, was, it's, I was happy about it's that. It's preserved until uh, the Hearst Corporation. I'm not sure they own the rights to it either, frankly, but until somebody tells yeah. us to, to take it down, yeah. uh, there, there it is. Yeah. He, his, um, he's a Catholic. I think that's one of the things that I also find fascinating about him is that he is, he is able to navigate a world where he is both a Catholic and, and, um, a believer in science and um, mm-hmm. and rationalism, and I, there are a lot yeah. of people um, out there who who basically say you can choose one of those things, but you can't have both of them. And he he refutes that, and he's done it publicly. In fact, I, I really enjoyed. There was an interview with him where he talked about his Catholicism, and he he and like I forget exactly what part of Catholic dogma it was. Some something maybe about the 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 trinity but he's like uh, or maybe it was actually you know maybe it was communion and mm-hmm. he said um the, you know the, the this is transubstantiation of the body of Jesus um and and whether it was that or some other example it was something like that and he said and i absolutely believe that and also absolutely believe that that's impossible right and it's like he's he's it, i just anyway he's a really interesting deep thoughtful guy and people um I, I don't know if people don't give him enough credit for it, but it's like I, he's a rare, a rare bird, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. And that's and he. Yeah. No. And you, you did a good job of that because that's the thing you want with someone you want to be. Look, if you're going to if you're going to be interested in an examined life, if you're going to be interested in philosophy and existentialism and things like that, mm. uh, then you're going to come across ideas that are sometimes difficult to to defend and sometimes that are at crossways with your other beliefs and you know it's easy to go aha how do you justify this and um you know sometimes you can't and sometimes you can and if you if you make a valid case for it and he does often with that with his religious beliefs and his uh you know his other thoughts on science and and philosophy that are at odds with catholic dogma then uh i'm interested to hear someone like that whether it's him uh stephen colbert or if it's some other person you know who's talking about something else entirely. I like people who are thoughtful and, mm-hmm. and don't shy away from difficult subjects. Yeah, for sure. Anything else uh, going on that we should talk about? We're, you know, no, we're keeping I it just, loosey goosey here. It's, you know, I don't I, know what, what I, we're doing here. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, you know, we're just, we're just checking in. I think that's yeah. always good. It's um, I uh, yeah, it's, I, I would just say, the, 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 I'm actually having a lot of fun doing this thing. I, I did say that last time as well. So I'm a little bit of a broken record. I'm, I'm trying to convince my wine guy to do a uh, sub stack and, and, and put up, <laughs> so put like a podcast element on there or something and videos and all this stuff. Cause you know, there's just, there's so much good stuff over there. If you haven't jumped over there, I, I'm, I'm really fascinated l- uh, reading other people's, Substacks both for musicians and writers, and mm-hmm. that's all. That's all been. It's been. It's all been really, really interesting. But yeah, no, it's just. Uh, I do like checking in, uh, and and it's about to. I think it's. I still think it's about a week or two away for when I have a lot of stuff on there where where it, that I'm I'm used to the process, and then every now and then I can, 
<clears throat> throw in some stuff that maybe people weren't expecting. That, that's the exciting part. I think up, upcoming upcoming posts that are maybe not so directly tied to a specific series or something. Uh, those are coming and I'm excited about this. And I will give, um, I'll, I'll, this is, I guess, a segment that will recur here, which is that I watched, I watched the TV show. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about it. Oh, I do love that. Yes, um, always. I have been watching the after party on Apple TV oh, plus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is from oh uh, god, which one is it? Miller, the, Christopher Miller, the from Miller and Lord, who did the Lego Movie, and mm-hmm. they they work on projects together. They work on projects separately. This is a live action uh, TV series on Apple TV Plus. It's a murder mystery, and the premise is that every episode is a different genre. So the episodes forward the plot, but also it's uh, it's an interview with one of the characters who is a suspect and they tell their version of the story. And there's a uh, there's a horror movie flashback. There's an action movie flashback. There's an animated uh, there's a there's a sort of a high school movie uh, episode. I uh, watched it kind of not knowing whether I was going to like it or not. And I actually I do like it. I think it's I think it's pretty good. Um, Tiffany Haddish is the star, and she's great. But I also, um, uh, you know, there's uh, Ben Schwartz is in it, and oh, always likable. He is hilarious. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, is he always likable? I mean, sometimes <laughs> no. he's he's <laughs> no, he, you enjoy he how unlikable he is. Yes, uh, yes. But he is he that, is that's playing. Part of his he plays Jasper, mm-hmm. who is basically. Uh, what you'd expect from Ben Schwartz in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's yeah, there's a bunch of good, uh, good stuff in there. So if people have Apple TV plus uh, give it a look because I, I found it um, and it's still rolling out weekly, but I found it um, better than better than expected. And I'm still watching it, which is um, I think that's a victory because after a couple of episodes, I would have pulled the plug otherwise. And instead I'm whatever, uh, six episodes deep now. So yeah. yeah, that's good. I, lo- I love these kind of recommendations. Like I said, there's a there's a two year gap. Plus, there was just, you know, old stuff that's switching over. Like, again, Utop- the British Utopia wasn't really available here. Right. Now it's available that I, I'm, I watched the first season. I'm in love with it. Hmm. I got tipped on this show called Wayne, which we discussed earlier. Right. Um, so I think if people, you know, want to keep leaving, you know, here or on the Substack or or even on Twitter, but it's I'm going to try to collect them all into a. A, a section where I can get sort of a community sourced uh, reference for uh, older and newer shows. And I would just add in sort of a little bit of finality here, because I think you, I don't know if you saw it or looked at it as well, but um, there is a new series coming up on HBO max called our flag means death, which is um, uh, it's okay. I'm going to, I'm going to blow the pronunciation of his name, but I know you know it. So I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh-oh. The person who created um, uh um what we do in the shadows <laughs> taika waititi yes there it is see if i could just see it just it's one of those things where i know how to say it and then it just oh yeah he's of one of the right when i said he's one of the executive producers yeah and he stars in it too he's blackbeard and ah. um i i i posted the trailer on twitter because it just came out for, well i think it just came out a couple days ago from and i was just like I just need to pour this into my head, like all of it. It's just so silly. It's it's so good. Uh, if you you know if you if you like that kind of humor and if you've liked uh, um, uh, Flight of the Concords, that mm. that kind of humor, that's all going to be in there. Uh, I was just super excited. 
Uh, and I would just say that hilariously, I sent this also to my partner and I was like, oh my God, I've watched this 10 times. This is amazing. And she just said, did you send me the wrong trailer? <laughs> and I was like, um, no, I don't think so. And she's like, is it, so it's the pirate, the spoof on pirates. Is that mm-hmm. what you're talking about? She goes, I'm never going to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> so comedy is subjective, everybody. That's the point of that. That is, that is it. Yeah. Um, that's, <laughs> That's great. I was like, I cannot wait for this. But you know, look, she's a sci-fi nerd, so yep. she'll she'll do stuff like, you know, watch anything, and then I'm just like, oh, I still need to catch up on the Expanse. I can't, right? I can't de- deviate mm. into these other things that you're watching. Right, right. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so uh, there's stuff out there. Do you have? Do you have? Uh, are people still sending you screeners? Are you going to get back on the screeners list? Are people going to send you stuff in advance? to watch or are you going to try to remain sort of a civilian? What do you, what do you think? Oh yeah. I, yeah. I definitely want to stay a civilian. People have asked me this <clears throat> and I'm sure I could do that. If I did it, um, I think I would become immediately like feeling like I was actually doing this as my job as, but rather than like a thing I do, I can also do among, uh, that's in right. my toolkit rather this would be, well, it, would be it would feel more primary if I did that I guess what I would say though is that if you get if you got screener access to stuff in advance and you didn't it what didn't work for you you just pass it by right yeah I, and I, I would and I could do that I, I mean some people will start I know that there's some publicists who certainly <laughs> would say hey let's check this out um since I had a I also, have, yeah, I won't get into that right now, but yes, but I you would the have the ability. Yeah. But you, you would need to have the ability to say, this doesn't interest me. I'm not going to watch it. Or I watched an episode and I'm just, I'm out. I'm not going to write about it because I'm focused on things that really excite me. And this didn't like, it's not, yes, not that maybe exactly. it's for other people, but like it, it would be a different transaction than when you were getting screeners because you needed to review everything. Yeah, and I just think the process of actually even having to talk to those people and being in that world would be a PTSD right. flashback. I well, and they're going to want you to cover it, right? So they're going to be like, Tim, we're going to get a review. We're going to get a review of that. And then you yeah. have to say, mm, not really. I have a product here that I need to send back that somebody sent me because I mentioned a product category. And he's like, oh, let me send you mine. And uh, I, I don't want to write about it because I don't really like it. And I don't think it's for me. But the part of it that is for me, I don't. I don't like it and I, I don't want to go out of my way to like kick it because it, it's just not right. worth it, worth it. But I have to deal with the publicist yeah. and be like, look, I'm just not going to write about your thing. Yeah. You, you don't want me so to I'm write about to... your thing. <laughs> right. Well, you know, I think that reputation really still stands for me there. So maybe, maybe no okay. one really wants me to, to get any access to their, to their previews. I'm That's enjoying right. life just, just as it is because it's, I think it's so great when people can say, you know, British Utopia, and it turns into this thing that I lose my mind over. Um, before we go, because we're trying to keep it tight and bright, but I've got a couple yeah. of letters for you. Oh my goodness! Okay, do all right. It. This is a this is a Brandon from the three hundred one says love to your mothers. My email still remembers your email address, so that's nice to know. I've gone to the <laughs> Bastard Machine Substack and have even signed up, but I'm having trouble finding Tim's stuff. There isn't a menu called Sites where you can find Bastard Machine. <laughs> How am I supposed to find Tim's work if the website doesn't adhere to the web navigation standards of 2003? And also, the most important question, when is the riches coming back? Brandon yes, from the 301. 
Well, Brandon, I first of all, Brandon, I, I it's a double whammy. You're, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna ding you for still going to the rich as well and making my life hell. But also, um, <clears throat> I think that is so funny to mention sites, sites. because that sites nothing will ever make me laugh harder. My than favorite saying, site on the on the yes. uh, Hollywood Reporter is the Bastard Machine. <laughs> Go the to the Hollywood Reporter and look under the sites menu. Yeah. This <laughs> is a website, exist. but it has sites in it. Really. <laughs> Does, uh, oh yes i remember thinking does no one think this is a bad idea because i really think it's a bad idea but okay but there was no there was nowhere else well i mean i'll tell you this the good news is the thr site no longer has sites as a menu so oh good you good. left and you took your sites with you <laughs> took my sites this is uh from longtime letter writer yehuda oh yehuda yeah formerly of uh switzerland now of belgium can't tell you how happy I am. My favorite podcast is back. Happy you discovered both Utopia and Vigil. I wrote to you about the UK version of Utopia a few years back, but as you described so well, that show got lost in the sheer volume of releases and it got no program outside of Europe. Which leads me to my little tip for the week. My YouTube feed over time got used to the type of things I'm interested in and specifically the types of series trailers it knows I might like. It therefore became one of my most effective means for discovering shows I might otherwise not have heard of. Um, interesting idea. If you watch trailers yeah. on YouTube, you may get recommended trailers of other shows that you might like. Yeah, that's actually Somebody's got mm-hmm. a good algorithm. It's Google. Of course it is. Mm-hmm. I'll end with an old recommendation I know will be a challenge, but I'll continue to beat that dead horse because I still think it's incredible. The best time travel parallel universe show ever, the German Netflix show called Dark. I love to your mothers. Can't believe the letters from down under have yet to arrive, Yehuda. Um, I I watched some of Dark, and my problem with Dark is I started not being able to tell the characters apart. And when you're in a time travel parallel universe story, that's bad. That's 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 bad. Yeah. I, I've heard good things about Dark. I have not started it. Yeah. Um, that is that is interesting. It's, it's super. Um, um, it's super dark. It's super moody, and uh, it's in German. But it's it's like I I don't think it I, I liked it, but then I didn't continue it because, like I said, I think I I felt like I was not watching them fast enough, and I was not paying close enough attention because I started to not know who the characters were. And again, I think that that was a bad sign, so I I kind of bailed out on it. Ah, that's that's interesting. I had this discussion in the parking lot of a wine store with my wine guy about David Simon's ability to make things really really super complicated on purpose because he was like, "Okay, you're a grown up. You should be able to get this," and I was like. Yeah, it's kind of hard when you do Generation Kill and I can't see anybody's faces. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe 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 Dark was like that. But, you know, I just want to circle back quickly, unless you have another letter. I do have another letter. Okay, One more letter. This is from Martha, okay. uh, formerly of the 415-925, but with San Francisco always in my heart. Uh, another longtime letter writer. Nothing has made me happy in a while than seeing that TVTM is back. I never unsubscribed. Last week's episode where Jason shared his PBS app woes made me laugh so hard my <laughs> husband thought I'd lost my mind. It reminded yeah. me that I too had tried to sign up for the app, got redirected to KQED, made my donation, and then couldn't figure out how to sync up to the app. I forgot all about it until last week and was reminded that my KQED subscription had expired. <laughs> to make things more challenging, I'm no longer in the Bay Area and not motivated to figure out which local PBS should get my $60. But in the meantime, I am loving the box set, seeing friendly comments, and figuring out which new cho- show to check out. Love to your mothers, Martha. And that is our last letter. Oh, Martha, that is great. You heard everybody get good uh, letters. That was so great. Um, Podcast uh, at tvtalkmachine.com. Send in your letters. Podcast at tvtalkmachine.com. Singular podcast. Uh, 
I think that that will it'll never be it'll never it's that is automatically a never not funny story about PBS <laughs> inability to actually actually take our take money, my money. And they need it so badly and they need our money. Um, I, I would just I would uh, circle back because you actually said, you know, I it's, I'm, as I'm thinking about you saying, hey, did you um, did you uh, uh, do you want to get trailers or do you want to get uh, new screeners? Yeah, pre- screeners and previous. And, and you know, I, I don't think. I don't think I would ever want that for the reasons I stated prior, but also uh, this little other little tidbit is that basically my Substack exists to be the, the opposite of that. You know, it's, it's yeah. really basically to go back and really shine a light on shows. I mean, some of them are new, clearly I'd be uh, station 11's new, but nothing ever has to be new. And, and because there's so much content and there's the peak TV and we're all drowning, which is, I, I made it very clear in the early days of the Substack. That's the whole point of it. And, and, and to discover things like dark, for example, that's, that's great. Or like, Vigil, which I, I forgot, you know, I haven't even checked that one out. And, you know, there's Foundation that's, I think, also on Apple TV. Um, there's just so many shows that I personally could go uh, find. And I know even people who aren't as up to date as me. So that's kind of my job is to find good stuff, find, talk about it, bring it to the masses. So I don't I don't need to be current. That's my that's my my rap. I think you're right. I mean, I, I, I see value in saying, hey, this thing is new and it's good. But but you're right. The truth is there's an infinite amount of stuff that's good that's out there. And the new stuff is already getting lights shined on it. And people in the community sharing, like, did you see this new thing? I think that's great. But you're right. It, it's not necessary to do that, to be the – and no one person could do it anyway. So you're not going to do it because how could you? Yes. You couldn't exactly. do it when you were paid to do it for a living. They had to have two of you and also yes. use freelancers because there was too much TV and there's more now than there was then. So what you going to do? That is true. Yeah. What are you going to do? All right. Well, we'll, we'll be back right at some point, maybe in a couple of weeks. We'll see. You yeah, know, I kind of like that pattern. Yeah, as long as we've got something to end by then, I usually fill up the coffers on, uh, on the sub stack. So That's I right. usually have something to say. You, you probably will jump in and save some other thing I find. So there's always something, something yeah. to talk about. Plus we get letters. You did that. Ask me anything. And I asked you when the riches was coming back. Still no answer. <laughs> Oh, you got your answer on there, buddy. Yeah, I, I, I got <laughs> I my like, answer. Oh, Jason. The classic answer. <laughs> I was reading uh, uh, Joe Garofoli. Uh, with, I was reading one of his pieces today in the Chronicle, and I was thinking, like, this is the guy who used to do uh, used to do Putin, <laughs> and now here he is writing serious analysis in the Chronicle. See, he's, a, he's our serious political person who, if anybody else found those those OG podcasts, they would say, what a dark past. Yes. Have. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. Uh, TimGoodman.substack.com is where you can find all the things from Tim. And we'll be back uh, in a couple of weeks. But until then, bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. See you then. Bye.